With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. Bruce DeTorres on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. This is World Stage, exposing the tyrannies and exploring our power with deep dives into history, current events, dangerous trends, and the nature of reality. Before I introduce my guest, I want to talk about a book I just enjoyed the heck out of called There is a River, the Story of Edgar Cayce, the Landmark Biography of the Modern Prophet by Thomas Sugru, S-U-G-R-U-E, published in 1942. I'm just going to read a little bit from the back. Edgar Cayce lived from 1877 to 1945, and he is known to millions today as the grandfather of the New Age, a medical clairvoyant, psychic, and Christian mystic. Casey provided medical, psychological, and spiritual advice to thousands of people who swore by the effectiveness of his trance-based readings. He was not always a household name, but a young skeptic journalist named Thomas Segrew first met him in 1927, and during years of unique access, he completed this landmark biography, and it was published in 1942. Briefly, Casey was born in Kentucky, and as a young man, he eventually evolved this, this ability to self-induce a sleep, and then he would answer questions. And in that state, he didn't know what was going on, but there are, I think the number is 14,000 documented because someone was taking notes. He, these were kind of readings for people diagnosing their ailments, and then he would recommend treatments. And there's an institution dedicated to these records and these stories about how accurate and the help that he gave these people. And all this to make this point, not only is the unexamined life not worth living personally, but there's more in heaven and earth than is dreamed of in our philosophy, Horatio. And this is to inspire, this is one door to open to inspire a spiritual imagination because the state of the world today requires that we leverage everything that has ever worked for humans in the past or that might work for us today. Again, that book is There is a River, The True Story of Edgar Cayce by Thomas Sugru, S-U-G-R-U. With me this hour is Dr. Naomi Wolf, one of the world's most influential feminists, author of eight bestsellers of nonfiction, doctor of poetry from Oxford, former high-level Democratic consultant and co-founder and CEO of DailyClout.io, which lets people see, share, and affect American legislation at the state and federal levels. And it does much more. Her books include The End of America, Letter of Warning to a Young Patriot, Give Me Liberty, A Handbook for American Revolutionaries, the Bodies of Others, The New Authoritarians, COVID-19, and the War Against the Human, 
and facing the beast. Courage, faith, and resistance in a new dark age. In 2023, Dr. Wolf's company and Steve Bannon's War Room released Pfizer Documents Analysis Volunteers Reports. Find out what Pfizer and FDA tried to conceal. The back cover says, quote, Pfizer knew during its clinical trial that the COVID-19 mRNA drug was harmful on a large scale, end quote. Also, her thoughts on how to keep liberty, justice, and human rights alive can be found at naomiwolf.substack.com. Thank you very much for joining me again today, Naomi. How are you? I'm good. I always love talking to you, Bruce. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. And I'm moved to ask you to describe in depth dailycloud.io, all, all that it provides and all the reasons why people should support it as much as possible. Sure. Um, well, I got the idea for launching Daily Cloud from my experience as a, uh, as a political consultant to um, President Clinton's re-election campaign and to Vice President Gore's presidential campaign. And I was in the rooms where, you know, history is made. And I realized that, you know, with a, a clause in a piece of legislation, millions or billions can be made or lost. And, um, you know, huge millions of people's lives can be affected for better or worse. And the environment obviously can be affected for better or worse. Um, but that people were kept out of the process of uh, looking at and understanding and passing legislation. Um, it was very opaque and uh, it, you know, it was smoke-filled rooms and lobbyists and there wasn't an easy way to get at the legislative process. So that really disempowered people. Um, people were being conditioned to feel like their only engagement with democracy was to vote once every four years in a presidential election or at most every two years um, for, you know, for members of Congress. So, uh, I launched Daily Cloud to solve that problem, and it's got a digital database that is socially shareable, so you can see and share and understand any state or federal bill. You can, quote, vote on it um, visibly. You can send it through social media. You can tweet it to the bill sponsor or the bill rep representative or your representative um, so that they can see public sentiment live. Uh, and, and you can stop or, or advance bills that you hate or love. And it's been very, very, very successful in that regard. Um, and we just started a, a new feature. Like, I generally hate AI, but in, in one respect, it's very useful. These bills are very, um, they're written intentionally to confuse people and to hide what they're really doing. So we've added a functionality called Explain, which uses AI to give a kind of clear, simple, accurate description of what the bill does. Um, and that's how we started, but uh, in the process we found out that there really isn't, um, or there wasn't, now there are more, a platform of journalism that covers democracy, you know, broadly speaking, freedom around the world, threats to freedom. So that's what we do with our news coverage and our opinion coverage. And um, lastly, we've launched 
Communities, which is a Facebook competitor, which is a surveillance-free, censorship-free social media platform. Thank you. I have been, you know, reading you and watching interviews of you for almost 20 years, Naomi, and mm. your your journey of your career and your life since COVID is is um, important for all to know because you've got the courage to, to do it publicly on behalf of this great effort that you're making to find the truth so that America might be able to return to more of what we were intended to be. And it's hard to overstate how urgent that need is and how dangerous these times are. Um, I invite you to to speak into um, that profound the effect that it's had on you, with an eye toward eventually before our hour is up, talking mm -hmm. about all that viewers and listeners could do if they haven't if they feel they haven't done much or anything yet. Mm -hmm. Where would you begin to approach what? that? monster of a topic yeah that's a huge question well you know since we've spoken before you're you know some of your viewers at least will know um that ah, my life did change you know 180 degrees uh when uh, not so much with covid because i understood early on from my book the end of america which i wrote in 2007 you know what was happening i understood early on that we, uh the public health quote-unquote emergency uh an unverifiable emergency as i explain in my book the bodies of others um was being used as a pretext for a a, a coup essentially a global coup um and so uh that you know was just aligned with the work i'd done looking at um how democracies were killed off in other times and places uh, I saw, you know, from looking at history that there are always 10 basic steps that tyrants always take to kill a democracy. So I, you know, I got it when we were locked in and we were told, you know, New York State that we couldn't have more than six people assemble in our homes at once, um, that we were at step 10 of uh, the takeover, which is um, martial law or emergency law. Um, but COVID itself uh, changed my life quite a bit in June of 2021, or my reaction to COVID, because these um, mRNA injections, of course, were being rolled out. And as a former political consultant and trained as a publicist, pardon me, that was my first job, I recognized right away that um, the vaccine rollout was just pure propaganda. And it was a coercion campaign, you know, as well as a marketing campaign. And, you know, common sense suggest that it's, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars and, and, you know, free hamburgers and free donuts and, you know, you'll lose your job. If all of that is being rolled out to get people to take this injection, something's probably wrong with it. You know, it's not a good idea. Um, I mean, it was so obviously not a good idea for so many reasons. But um, I, I did what I've always done, you know, for 35 years, I've been reporting on women's, um, you know, fertility and sexual and reproductive health. That's my beat, you know. And so I certainly noticed in June of 2021 that women were reporting menstrual problems upon receiving this mRNA injection. 
And I literally just tweeted accurately about that, and I was immediately deplatformed uh, on all of the social media platforms, and a global smear campaign ensued, as I've shared with your listeners previously. Um, and so that is really the theme of my my new book, uh, Facing the Beast, which you know we've we've talked about a bit um, since I was kind of expelled by legacy media and by the left. I've had a really you know, wonderful and blessed, if painful, journey um, in the rest of America, right, with uh, talking to people who wanted to talk to me, who were mostly conservatives and libertarians, and interestingly, people of faith who, you know, wanted to know if, if women's, you know, families were being impaired and babies were being, you know, miscarried because of these injections. Um, that was just the beginning of the journey. And, and since then, I guess the other high point, and I also, you know, write about this in, the, in Facing the Beast, the other high point or low point, depending on your perspective, of the last two and a half years is that at um, Steve Bannon's uh, uh, recommendation, I um, convened... Naomi, Naomi, I, I, yes. you're on the verge of, of, of nailing that point, but I've got to reintroduce you right here, Dr. Naomi Wolf, author of Facing the Beast, Courage, Faith, and Resistance in a New Dark Age. And now here is important information from today's news talk, TNT. TNT Radio's Hervoy Morich. Approximately 650,000 Ukrainian men aged 18 to 60 have left Ukraine for Europe since the start of the war. It's a tough spot if your country is being invaded. Uh, that's one thing, and you're a, a male and a citizen. Um, but... You know, if the war, if it's a globalist war, I wouldn't want to participate in these banker globalist wars, and most of them just uh, are. Hervoy Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Radio works because of its ability to personalize to the listener. What's exciting these days is that people are rediscovering it. You know, people are really rediscovering just how powerful radio is, how ubiquitous it is. It's in our cars, it's in our homes. There are so many new ways to access it. It's everywhere. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. So many people who had no history of heart illnesses have got it now, or blood clotting after the COVID-19 vaccination. Punish those who hurt people with COVID madness, lighting the fuse for freedom. TNT Radio. This world station with me is Dr. Naomi Wolf, and you were introducing and explaining how with Steve Bannon's War Room Daily Clout started, uh, or or worked like mad to pry Pfizer documents. Tell tell that story, please. Sure. So um, due to a successful lawsuit by Aaron Siri uh, against the American Food and Drug Administration, 450,000 uh, documents, internal Pfizer documents were released by court order. And the FDA had asked the court to keep them hidden for 75 years. And the court declined to do that. So um, we asked doctors and scientists and pharmacists and biostatisticians and medical fraud investigators, a range of just anyone with the skills, to join us into a group 
to read through these documents and issue reports explaining what was in them. And that happened under the leadership of the amazing Amy Kelly, my COO. And as a result, we have 94 reports explaining what was in them. And that happened under the leadership of the amazing Amy Kelly, my COO. And as a result, we have 94 reports now. They're all on the upper right-hand corner of Daily Clout. You can order them in book form on uh, Amazon. And basically, they detail the greatest crime against humanity in recorded history with a special focus on destroying human reproduction. Um, and yeah, that's uh, so kind of informing people about the horrors um, that were intentional that Pfizer was engaged in inflicting on the world's population, but especially on the West, and I include Australia, you know, the, whatever, the developed world, um, that, that's sort of been my mission. Um, you know, ever since uh, 2021 and 2022. I, I, yes. And again, the title of the, of the book, Sir, Sir uh, summarizing many of those reports, because it has continued, is Pfizer Documents Analysis, Volunteers Reports. Find out what Pfizer FDA tried to conceal. I want to say this about just this work that, you've done with these reports. A friend of mine is an actor. His name is Tom Dugan, and he's written many one-person plays in order to be creating work for himself so he doesn't did no longer just sat around the phone waiting for casting calls. And one <laughs> of the plays he wrote is called Wiesenthal about Nazi hmm. hunter Simon Wiesenthal. And after success regional theaters in 2014, it got produced off-Broadway for a season and continued to get great reviews. And here's the story. He was always thrilled when well-known people would come to see the show, stay for the talkbacks with the audience, question and answer, or visit him backstage. And one night backstage, old comedian Jerry Stiller, who's no longer with us, came and congratulated him and told him how wonderful it was. And Jerry Stiller told Tom, in this business, we all want to do, we fantasize we might ever do anything important. Well, mm. now you've done that, Tom. What, what are you going to do for the rest of your life? My point being, Naomi, just getting on the table and offering to the world all that's in the reports. You, your work is done. You've got Bruce's permission to retire and, and to enjoy now every moment of everything we are graced to get from you because as I follow COVID as a lay person and you are among the Mount Rushmore or two, cause I could easily think of maybe eight to 12 mm. powerful self-sacrificing people um, working to get this knowledge out there. Because I argue, I could argue daily with friends and family who are, mm. you know, who are not idiots that they still mm. think that, you know, the shots are safe and that's it. That's where we divide. And it's that great chasm that we're all dealing with the, the incredible mm. upheaval of our relationships about which you write so, so incredibly. And the next question I've got queued up and let's, I'd love your reply to some of the things I just said. However, what do you make of those, what I just shared? Well, you know, thank you. <laughs> Um, I, I do feel 
you know, that the work, and I, I really have to credit these volunteers and Amy Kelly because I'm just the messenger, right? Although it is hard work. I mean, you know, Amy and I have spent these last few, two years taking these very dense um, scientific explanations and laboriously turning them into layperson's English that people can understand and understand why, you know, what's the gist of it. I mean, like, it's, it's just unbelievable. It's like being in Auschwitz, you know, when doors opened in 1945 and seeing the piles of bodies and feeling like, okay, it's your job to tell the world now. I mean, like the latest report, Bruce, shows that Pfizer was experimenting on 5 to 11-year-olds, I'm sorry, 5 to 15-year-olds, two groups, 5 to 11-year-olds, 12 to 15-year-olds. They were um, testing them for troponin-1 markers, which is a, a signal of myocarditis. Um, they divided them into two groups. One got the placebo, got, one got the injection, and they were secretly testing both groups to see who was getting heart damage. And this was six months after our... Um, foyering through a lawyer of ours of the White House showed that the White House was told by the American Academy of Pediatricians that they were causing heart damage in kids instead of telling Americans in the world in uh, April of 2021, the White House, and we published the emails, was freaking out, covering up um, 15 uh, you know, Oval Office comms people were um, hurting Dr. Walensky and Dr. Fauci into creating a script, which is completely redacted, lying to the American people about myocarditis, saying it was rare and mild and it resolved, as you recall, total lies that they knew were lies. And then they kept injecting kids for the next, what is it, you know, five, six months. Um, and then in September of 2021, Pfizer secretly tested, you know, testing children for markers of um, of heart damage, you know? Well, I mean, it's just like unbelievable, like unbelievable. And that's just one example. I mean, they, were, they knew they were causing miscarriages. They knew they were causing strokes. They knew they were killing people. Um, it, it, you know, they knew they were degrading the testes of baby boys in utero. They, they, they knew they were destroying women uh, at, menstrually, like causing horrific menstrual damage. Um, which is the same as fertility damage, right? Which we now see a 13 to 20% drop in live births. So, you know, I'll take it. Like, this is the most important message anyone could communicate, you know, along with the other, uh, you know, I think there are maybe a dozen to two dozen real heroes in this movement right now. I'm very happy that you're counting me among them. I'll take it. But Amy Kelly and these volunteers, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm accepting on behalf of them as well. But, you know, it's, it's not time to congratulate ourselves. I mean, it's wonderful to save millions of lives, but people are still unaware. Um, you know, millions, billions maybe are still unaware. And I, I guess bigger picture, like bigger picture, um, I don't trust pharma for anything now because I've seen that the process that brings things to market is completely corrupt. And also I found as we discussed earlier that in our last conversation probably that um, China is involved in manufacturing the West's and Australia's pharmaceutical products. Now they want us, you know, they want us dead or disabled. It's that simple. So we're not out of the woods. Um, I don't mean to pivot, but I've been so kind of overwhelmed by the horrors I've seen with this attempt on killing off humanity. Um, or, or making people really sick. I mean, Pfizer, of course, bought up Eliquis, which dissolved, which um, 
is a a heart uh, treatment. It protects your heart. I think it protects you from blood clots. I need to check. But it protects you from one of the main side effects of the injection that Pfizer also imposed on people. And they've recently bought up, um, for far over its current value, a cancer treatment company. Um, and turbo cancers are now raging. Um, friends of mine are, you know, everyone knows someone who's suffering from a turbo cancer. Um, and, you know, cancers that, no, that oncologists have never seen before, like they're raging so fast, they're spreading so quickly. Uh, and the mechanism has been explained by Dr. Mackis and others that this, um, these DNA fragments that have been found in the injections can uh, hasten cancer growth. And that generally the mRNA um, destroys your immune system. So, you know, your immune system is usually kind of scavenging, you know, precancerous cells and getting rid of them. And that's not, you know, functioning well anymore. So it's going to result in cancers and other things that are killing people we've never seen before. Um, but they're cynically, you know, making people sick and then buying up the treatments for the sicknesses that they've engendered. Breathtaking. Um, it's, uh, you anticipated, you know, my next question was going to be like, all right, up to, you know, now and today, what what's happening? And I did start seeing headlines along those lines, but I didn't dig into them. So you just gave me a great summary of what I have to look forward to and some re reading I've got queued up for myself. And I'm happy to, to pull out of you more along those lines because you're constantly researching for your essays on your Substack, NaomiWolf.substack, and other reporting uh, that you would post elsewhere. What what would you tell me next along those lines? Or uh, can I ask you about the uh, the attacks on Daily Cloud? Because you wrote compellingly, Daily Cloud wholly erased all at once mm -hmm. from Facebook, Instagram, etc. Um, I feel like begging you to continue along the lines of some of the more imminent threats because we've got so much time to explore before we're done what god help yeah. us we can focus on reasons to be cheerful so uh what would you what what, what else is kind of tip of the spear or looming in terms of the kind of things you're finding that you would report you know on daily cloud etc along uh the, uh, the, the noose is continuing to tighten around our throats. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, I actually kind of pivoted away from what I meant to share in my last answer, which is because the darkness was so overwhelming, I've recently been um, diving into traditional remedies. And, I, you know, my, my mind is blown um, that there's so many effective treatments that have been um, marginalized or erased from history because they, they can't be patented uh, and pharma doesn't want us to know about them. So to me, like, I felt the need to find a solution because, or some solutions because, you know, many of my loved ones are heavily vaccinated and, you know, I want to, I want to find things to help young women be, you know, able to bring babies to term and I wanted to find things to protect the heart of, you know, my beloved elders and so on. So that's, to me, that's happy that, you know, I'm doing a series of videos that people can find on my Substack and on Daily Clout, bringing these, um, 
you know, these traditional remedies to, you know, back into light. I mean, I know people who are knowledgeable know about these things, but they're new to me. And I guess what's really news to me is, you know, I look at the peer-reviewed studies and it's like, this is not, you know, rumor or, you know, Birkenstock wearing people kind of sharing recipes in the back of their camper vans. The, you know, the, <laughs> these are like, yeah, yeah. you know, some of these things I've shared, like they are killing cancer cells. You know, they are, I mean, they're just like overwhelmingly effective. And so that fascinates me. I mean, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor, but um, it it does seem like, you know, a race against time to get some of these remedies out into public widely before they're scrubbed from history completely. Um, But there are bigger things looming. I mean, I think that's pretty big, you know, because we're going to have to have alternative medical systems. Totally. Um, but, I, you know, your viewers probably know that these, you know, World Economic Forum villain demons are moving ahead with um, laws in Ireland. And where else did I hear about this? France, I believe, to, you know, Internet safety. Uh, I think the UK also um, to censor, you know, whatever the government doesn't want you to think about or know about. Um, they're moving ahead with uh central bank digital currency, which, of course, will be able to switch us on or off uh, at will, you know, for a dissident Mm. or our, our, you know, compliance score is too low. We won't be able to buy groceries. Um, Here in America, uh, there's a a really terrifying thing happening, which is um, millions of uh, people from many, many countries of mostly a fighting age, like they don't look like refugees. I've ever seen in any conflict zone or refugee camp around the world. Um, they're, you know, very fit, well-dressed, healthy, not scared looking, not confused looking men and women, um, women of childbearing age, men of fighting age who are pouring over the border. No old people, you know, very few children that I can see, although the children are being handled in scary ways, like whisked, whisked away by people who are barely registered. Um, but these these fighting age men specifically are being trucked or shipped or bussed, I should say, or flown to locations around the country. And there are reports of a whole section of um, O'Hare Airport being devoted to housing them. And I'm in Brooklyn right now and not far away from us. Uh, so many um, immigrants were placed into a public school to mm-hmm. be housed in a public school. Kids have to, have to stay home and, you know, learn distantly. Um, so I feel that that is, I mean, you know, because I've shared this with you, you've talked to my husband, Brian O'Shea, he's a former um, military intelligence, former intelligence, and he and his colleague, J.J. Uh, Carroll, who have a podcast called Unrestricted Invasion, J.J. Carroll was a border agent, and um, they're, they're persuaded that this is uh, a military invasion. You know, that, that mm-hmm. you, you get people, I mean, it's genius, really. You know, you, you just put them at strategic places around the country, and then at a signal, you know, that's that, right? Like, whatever that and, is going to be, it'll be yeah. very hard to fight that. Allow me to reintroduce you as I strategically describe Dr. Naomi Wolf, the co-founder and CEO of DailyCloud.io, a tremendous resource resource for freedom and truth 
And now here is important information from today's News Talk TNT. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Well, it comes as no surprise to anyone. I'm not surprised. Are you? I'm sure you're not surprised. That Ray Epps, the agent provocateur that was urging people to not only enter the Capitol, but to oppose Capitol Police, has been sentenced to 100 hours of community service, a modest financial fine, and a year probation. People are screaming out that there's no justice in this world, and yes, congratulations, you figured it out. None of these criminals will ever be held responsible, at least on Earth. Unfortunately for them, I think that they're going to find out too late that ultimately there is accountability. We can only have faith that that is going to happen and all we can control is our own reactions. So stay frosty, patriots. Don't rise to the bait. Don't let them goad you into untoward actions. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. When the world's endangered animals need help most, when their lives are at greatest risk, when they would otherwise be lost, the International Fund for Animal Welfare is there, taking action to rescue the animals we love, to protect them and their threatened natural habitats. But the danger to animals the world over is growing and the need for your help has never been more urgent. On land, you'll help stop poachers from threatening and killing elephants and big cats for the illegal wildlife trade. In the oceans, you'll help rescue dolphins, whales, and seals from deadly hazards. And you'll help rescue, rehabilitate, and release vulnerable animals when disasters strike. Here at home and around the world, we can't do this work without you. See how you can help animals and people thrive together at joinifall.org. You're with Bruce DeTorres and World Stage on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. With me is Dr. Naomi Wolf, and you just described the invasion of these fierce, you may have even said millions, uh, fighting age men. I have indeed the honor of having had your husband, Brian O'Shea, on, and also your uh, co- your colleague, J.J. Carroll. And it occurred to me, the, you know, you, you, also what the uh, World Health Organization has planned uh, to inflict on us along the lines of declaring emergencies that require certain treatments. It's quite a full spectrum uh, of threats. And you, you could describe for me if I, you know, what, besides getting informed and having the courage to speak up, viewers and listeners who are busy living their lives, struggling in America to make ends meet, um, nevertheless, we have to challenge those who have not done a, a fraction of the kind of work that you do or that even I do. What what uh, what do you say in at that at this moment of you know me asking you know exploring your thoughts about where where's the hope? What's the encouragement? What are the tangible things, please? Hmm. 
Um, so you're asking me for the hope in this situation of global coup. Yeah, there's, I think there's a ton of hope. I mean, I do think, you know, I've been saying this, people say this for years, right? And it's always only incrementally true, but people are waking up. A lot of people are waking up. Um, there, you know, it's not going so well in some ways for the, you know, the facilitators of the coup. Uh, the, they, they did not kill off humanity. You know, people are going to get very, very sick. People are dying, but we're going to survive. And interestingly, um, this is going to result kind of in, it's not a blessing in disguise, but a positive unintended outcome, I should say. You know, moms and dads are being very hesitant about all unnecessary, you know, interventions for their kids. And and there's a lot of evidence. I'm not a quote-unquote anti-vaxxer or whatever that is. But, you know, what we all know that, you know, vaccines went from like this three that I was given in the 60s to 89 or whatever by the time poor children are in middle school. Um, and and there's a lot of evidence that it's bad for them uh, and causing horrible things. So that's a blessing. I think people are taking more responsibility, you know, for their health. That's a blessing. Um, I think that people are uh, becoming more patriotic. Um, I mean, I see a lot of, you know, American flags, a lot of uh, kind of, you know, soft sovereignty. People are recognizing what it means that their sovereignty is threatened, not just in America, um, all over Europe, probably in Australia. You know, people don't want to lose their sovereignty. They understand that dissolving borders, destroying cultures is the goal. I, I think that's better understood, widely understood. Um, you know, the, the, hmm. the farmers in Germany are bringing things to a halt. Um, the uh, you know, that no one's taking the booster. Um, what are some other examples? I, I think people are um, rejecting or, or doing everything they can to build a parallel economy, you know, before they're corralled by central bank digital currency. On the independent media front, it's very exciting. There's you, there's TNT, there's me, there's Daily Cloud, there's War Room, there's, you know, mm -hmm. like legacy media numbers are collapsing. I think the Washington Post just fired 160 people again. Um, and and trust in legacy media is at an all-time low, whereas uh, independent media is, is booming. And, you know, there's some bad independent media out there, but o overwhelmingly a lot of good independent journalists are, are, and news outlets are, are following stories that legacy media can't cover, you know, the, the whole, all the elements of the globalist coup. So all of that is exciting. Uh, I think people are, are open to, um, I mean, you know my view because we've talked about this, that there's a spiritual element to what we're going through. It's a mm -hmm. test for humanity mm -hmm. that's, you know, metaphysical. Mm -hmm. um, I mm -hmm. don't mean to lobby anyone about that. It's a very personal view, but I think people are asking really important questions about, like, what is the meaning of life? You know, maybe I should yeah. pray. <laughs> you know, like, maybe, yeah. you know, maybe God is real. And that's, like, good news, I think, you know. So May I, may I, I, want, to, I, want, I want to swing on a pivot with what you just said along the lines of your stories of your your health scare, your life scare early last year, what that inspired you as a commitment to yourself, the kind of writing 
the deal you made with God and mm. if and the satisfaction of being a subscriber to naomiwolf.substack.com and I hold in my hand my printout of your glimpses from a season in my life for real from mm. December 29th from your Substack and mm. another a reason for folks when this show's over, not now, to run to your Substack and see why, wh what's in it for them if they start to, to read you, let alone support you. Your accounts in this glimpses from a season of my life, um, you sent to paid subscribers. So maybe you did not mean this for general consumption, but I invite no, you, I sent you to, to relate that <laughs> and talk about how vital it is that each of us individually do all we can to support information providers, content providers like you and like dailycloud.io. Yeah, it's so important. Um, so that essay, I just decided to kind of come clean with my readers. Um, I mean, I always come clean with my readers, but I try never to whine. And, you know, as I explained to the essay, that's partly strategic because the bad guys want us to be afraid. They're always trying to, you know, make us afraid. So I think it's very important for, you know, leaders, and I think we're all leaders, to, you know, be defiant in the face of that, of bullies. But, you know, it, at the same time, I wanted people to understand what a dissident journalist really goes through. And um, I can't speak for other dissident journalists, but... You know, it's, a, it's an essay basically describing the constant physical threats, the constant efforts coming in to uh, deceive or trick me and my staff so that we make a mistake online, um, the, uh, the, the uh, aiding lawfare, the, um, the uh, weird crazy people like Naomi Klein writing a whole book about me, you know, that defames me, um, that's, you know, lauded in every news outlet, the New York Times running a, an excerpt from that that includes an image of a wolf, you know, strangled and bleeding at the mouth. Um, it's, you know, the, the, the death threats, the, the threats um, uh, when I'm speaking, the, uh, you know, the, the cyber threats. I mean, it's just, I never thought journalism would be like that in a free society, and it's kind of not a free society. But I, 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 I'm not sure if I'm still connected to you, am I? Yes, I am. I thought it was important mm -hmm. for people to know that because we're at a real inflection point where um, people have to understand that if they want independent media that can tell the truth, they have to support it. Yeah. Yeah. Um the toll that that it takes and um i'm not surprised because you know i but it was it was it was a, quite a revelation no I, I i i take that back i was surprised and yet it, and and all that did was just you know balloon my admiration um thank you like i like I, at the beginning the the piece i chose as my quote-unquote short monologue was me talking about this book about Edgar Casey, the sleeping prophet. I had heard about him all my life. And uh, this feels like the right time to explore with you what your very 
comfortable exploring, which is your newfound appreciation of spirituality, and and you are the consummate uh, courteous uh, professional in in not proselytizing or arm twisting, but accurately reporting what you have found and felt and what you're you know reflecting on along those lines. Me, on the other hand, I uh, try to be rather shameless about it. In fact, I titled my book, God, School, 9-11, JFK, The Lies That Are Killing Us and the Truth That Sets Us Free, to let everyone know, like, oh, Bruce is going to write about God. Bruce is going to talk about God in oh, here. Wow. Because, yeah, I could not cool. survive without what I'll call my spiritual imagination. I won't call it I, well, I'll just let that speak for itself. And I steer people to books like There is a River and the Life and the Experiences of Edgar Casey, and also a YouTube channel called Anthony Cheen Production, C-H-E-N-E, where this young man who never appears on camera and doesn't utter a word hosts beautiful long interviews with people who have had near-death experiences. And the beautiful music mm -hmm. behind it for 45 minutes or an hour, these folks describe what they experienced. And when one watches more than a few of them, it's thrilling to realize I'm filled with hope that this is a completely spiritual realm, experience, test, game, what have you. And therefore, I understand the Gandhis and the Mother Teresas and the Martin Luther King Jr.'s and President Kennedy and Senator Kennedy, the martyrs all the more because the Sophie Scholl, 17 years old, never read a word about her spiritual beliefs, but her fearlessness mm -hmm. is of a kind when we can accept, and you just said much along those lines, you know, the bad guys and those who want to threaten us want to see us quiver and we have to be defiant in the face of bullies. It's so feisty and gets me so fired up and it's so important and so so much strength being available from having a spiritual indulgence, a spiritual imagination about how, how fundamentally, metaphysically, permanently, eternally safe we are and courage and generosity and love for our fellow humans is the key, is the secret that we're here to find. Oh, Bruce, that just sounds like the golden rule. Yes, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So I wanted to uh, confess all that because you inspire and give me access to those oceans of ideas and enthusiasms that I do have inside me. And they make me feel forever young, uh, intellectually and spiritually and uh, contemplatively, if not physically. Well, that's so nice. Um, well, <laughs> I love spiritual imagination as a phrase. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what can I say? I mean, I, um, I'm very surprised to be, you know, on this bend of my life in which uh, the spiritual, spiritual dimension seems like more real than, like everything else is kind of a manifestation of it, right, rather than the other way around. And I do think, you know, it's a source of hope in this crisis because, you know, as I've said to you before, this massive evil couldn't exist, I've concluded, if humans weren't important and if God wasn't important. You know, like they, it has to be aimed at mm -hmm. something. I could be wrong, um, but it just seems like 
these demons or these demonic energies or these dark energies, whatever you want to call them, you know, are so carefully targeting the family, children, uh, houses of worship, singing, um, you know, art, uh, culture, um, all the things that make us human, you know, education. Mm. And, and that, why would they bother if we're not, you know, if, if there's no meaning to the human journey? Um, so I do, I do think this is a, a spiritual test. I think that it's fascinating to see circumstances unfold in such a way that people really can no longer be neutral, right? Mm. You have to take two sides. Um, and, you know, millions of people have to face the fact that they uh, colluded with great evil um, and, and they have to wake up or else they're continuing to collude with great evil. Um, so it's, I keep thinking about those phrases in the Bible, especially in the New Testament, about separating the sheep from the goats and the wheat from the tares and so on, like circumstances are doing that. I don't think that's a cozy thing. I don't like it. But mm. that's really what's happening, you know, and maybe everyone will become better <laughs> and, uh, and, and all of humanity will emerge from this with a greater appreciation for this beautiful planet, our chance to love one another, you know, our beautiful bodies, our body's ability to heal, like all the gifts we got given. Um, but, you know, maybe we won't, in which case, I guess the thing that's very dark is that, you know, I'm reading through the Geneva Bible and I read Hebrew and, you know, like there are no guarantees. I know that Christians are very cheerful because it all ends happily, um, but I'm Jewish and like, you know, we, we might, like, God might be done with us, you know, like, if that's possible, because he was almost done with us over and over when we were really acting out. So I, I do have faith that, you know, his love for his children is so great that he's not going to let us destroy ourselves completely. But I do think he's fed up and it's like tough love and we've got to get a grip and kind of align with him if we're going to survive. And that could be like an incredible lesson for humanity and, and really usher in a golden age. I, I, I guess I just get so much out of what you share, where you come from. And, you know, I'll say, I'll pray for your health forever, Naomi, because we it, that's the effect on me and it's the effect i endeavor to have on anyone i might have the privilege of being able to influence it's about making myself and others feel safe and able and uh you you do that with your work tremendously dr naomi wolf follow her at naomiwolf.substack dig into the incredible platform dailycloud.io in our dwindling seconds, what final thoughts might you have for me? Oh, just that I hope people also um, read and share the bodies of others. And just thank you so much. I, you know, I really appreciate you and your conversations with, with me. And thank everyone. you so very, very much. Thank you. And keep up the great work. And hi to Brian. And, um, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Dr. Um, Naomi Wolf I has... Yes. Been my guest here. And again, NaomiWolf.substack.com and dailyclout.io. And this is today's news talk, TNT.